0: Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast.
1: A production of John Canzano's Baldface Truth.
0: Are you part of an NIL collective? Do you give as a fan of your program, your teams? I'm going to want to hear from you after the end of the segment. You can start lining up now at 503-417-7575. Our next guest is a former Nike executive who is a co-founder of Oregon State's preferred NIL collective. Dick Oldfield uh, is uh, the co-founder of the Damn Nation Collective, and he's joining us now. How are you, sir?
1: Good. Good. Thanks, John.
0: I got to know. Yesterday, you got a uh, huh. you got you got a assistant coach in basketball who's kind of going out the door. He throws a grenade over his shoulder as he does it, and uh, and you know what was your response when you saw Tim Shelton go in public like that?
1: Yeah, I th- you know what I, I think. My response was like uh, a lot of people at Beaver Nation, where it kind of came out of the blue. I was actually doing some other work. Uh, damnation when my phone started blowing up from friends and potential donors and other people just kind of saying hey what's going on what you take what's you know where did this come from and so um you know uh, we had i'd met him a few times and uh you know loved having him and as, as an assistant coach at oregon state but uh he had never contacted uh, myself or Kyle, my partner, about uh, any nil activity directly or indirectly, or help or anything like that. So,
0: yeah, and, and you know, could, I'm I'm struggling with, you know, collectives in general. There's a lot across the country that we don't know, and a lot of the mm-hmm. big collectives won't, you know, really tell you anything about what they're doing. They hardly return a call. Like we don't, we don't really know what's going on. You know, you you co-founded one of these things. Give us an idea of how it works when, you know, donors and businesses want to get involved. Uh, you know, how do you sort of marry athletes on campus to deals?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, you know, Kyle and I got into it started working on it about a year ago and then we launched in November and and one that was you know trying to get there as fast as we could but also uh it it was a good time to launch uh with the success of the football program last year so um we're there to help all all student athletes and and kind of the way it works is we, we go out and talk to beaver nation and get uh donations any donations big or small so that we can uh turn that money around and and help find opportunities for these student athletes in the ways of uh name image and likeness and and uh for us at damn nation we we spend a lot of time uh, every athlete i meet face to face first and and we spend a lot of time building those relationships so that we can find opportunities for them that uh, are going to help them in the long run. And, and, you know, by that, I mean not just a quick paycheck, but something that helps them in their major or helps them learn about maybe they want to be a radio uh, broadcaster like you in the future. Maybe they want to be uh, an entrepreneur and have their own company. And so we, we get to know these student-athletes and then try to find opportunities with companies and, and uh, people that can help them learn in the big picture for the future.
0: Give us an idea with you know being reactive though, because we're in a space now where there's a transfer portal, and you know a kid can jump into the portal, uh, get an NIL deal that is associated maybe with another school and be gone. You know, in, in the cover of mm-hmm. night, you get a kid like Damian Martinez, freshman running back in your football program at Oregon State. You know, he rushes for damn near a thousand yards. You know, I got to think his phone's ringing or people are saying Damian. You can get money and go go to the SEC. And Jordan Pope, freshman of the year in basketball. How reactive can you be? Because even though, you know, we talk about, you know, you want to get something in their major, I, I got to think sometimes it just comes down to, hey, what can you do for me? These other schools or these other NIL collectives are offering me X, Y, and Z. Have you had those conversations with athletes and kids and families?
1: Well, we have, we have a lot of those conversations in terms of, Building the relationships, we, we try to work on opportunities uh, that help them. Now we we don't want to work on uh, be bending their ear a lot during the season. We know they got to concentrate on practices and tough competition and school and all that. But, but we build these relationships so that we can help them find some things that are going to help you know help them like I say in the long run. And 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 that also means like just doing things like. Uh, radio ads or doing things like social media posts around companies or causes that, that they like. It, uh, we did a thing with the Boys and Girls Club in Corvallis a few weeks ago with a lot of athletes just to kind of get out there and, and give them an opportunity to talk to people in the community, play ball with some kids. And uh, and so there, there are a ton of uh, opportunities out there. And Again, getting Beaver Nation to step up and help us with these donations in the beginning, as we build business relationships, is is really the the first uh, the first phase of how we get started.
0: Dick Oldfield is the co-founder of Damnation Collective, Oregon State's preferred NIL collective. Uh, the law in the state of Oregon versus other states, Dick. You know, are is our state up to speed? You know, are you getting enough help legally? Uh, Do you feel like the playing field is level or is there work that needs to be done in some areas?
1: Well, well, I I think uh, everybody refers to it as a wild, wild West right now. And I think that's just a combination of you have different states with uh, different rules. And then when you throw in the transfer portal, like you just mentioned too, that's kind of a double whammy for a lot of kids. So I can't imagine a coach having you know, a great freshman class or freshman and sophomore class and and thinking, okay, I've got these male or female student athletes for the next few years to build on. But now what happens is if you get a freshman that studs out, you know, he or she could be getting phone calls all the time. So, um, you know, we we go into it. And we we I, I think if you can find ways nationally, to kind of level the playing field a little bit and uh, you know that can come down from you know nonprofit versus for-profit LLC uh, that can come down to do you can you can you help international athletes find some opportunities while they're there or not but just kind of set these things all, all the way across how do you fundraise how connected or disconnected do you have to be with the University I think there's a lot of ways where we can level the playing field a little bit that will that'll help us all in the future. And I think it will just help fans kind of understand the process and not just kind of have a bad taste in their mouth about NIL right now.
0: Are you funding football and basketball the same way or at the same level, same enthusiasm? Because uh, I'm watching the football program. They hardly lose anybody in the portal and I'm watching a basketball program that's got a former assistant going, we can't get any help, the playing field's not level. Uh, you know, are, are, are these things different? Are these sports different? Is the NIL treating football and basketball the same, different? You tell me. I,
1: I think uh, at Oregon State we, we treat all the sports the same. Now, football has a lot more athletes there, and so our funding is larger, uh, much larger in football. Uh, we we need help. We, you know, what happened yesterday could be a great rallying call for, for Beaver Nation to say, hey, let's, let's help Damn Nation get out there and help more student athletes as we go forward. So, you know, again, our goal is to, to spread across all sports, male and female, at Oregon State. And um, that's tough when you're just starting off. You know, people donate based on what they want to help. We have a lot of people donate just in general, but a lot of people will donate. Hey, I saw the success of the football team; I want to help there, or, or you know, I saw the success in baseball; I want to help there. And so we uh, we are looking for help across all the sports right now.
0: The perception that Oregon State is not doing what other schools are doing. What do you say to that, Dick? I mean, Shelton basically said, you know, we're we're. Uh we're not in this conversation because uh, the funding's not there, the NIL support isn't there. Uh, How much of that is truth?
1: Well, I'm not sure where he's getting all his information, first of all, because he he never did talk to us. I mean, I I think uh, there are fan bases that are probably larger than Beaver Nation, but, you know, we've been up and going since November, and I'm really proud of the work we've done so far. So do we need more funding? Absolutely. We will need that and and uh we will need that for a while going forward as we build relationships with a lot of corporations and businesses out there which we're in the process of doing but in terms of i never you know i don't think kyle and i went into this thinking hey we just want to be the little guy and help out oregon state athletes a little bit and and know that we're going to be smaller than other collectives or other nil programs even in the pac-12 or, or the nation that's that's not the goal that's not why we got into it i think we we want to help all these athletes and i think we can
0: dick oldfield is with us damn nation collective you can uh visit their website if you are moved to do so at damnnationcollective.com. um i know you guys had the you know after the oregon football game you did you know a, a promotion where you said hey give 38 dollars and 34 cents uh, sort of uh, you know playing on the 38 mm-hmm. 34 score i know oregon state is uh doesn't have the alumni base or maybe the number of students that like arizona state has but dick they're playing a numbers game at arizona state they're saying hey we have numbers everybody give fifty dollars and we're gonna have a mint to spend uh you know where are you guys on that spectrum because i think sometimes some of the collectives appear to be hunting whales and others uh, appear to be playing strategy and going hey those recurring donations are, are valuable. Where where are you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know to exist and get off we needed some some larger donations to start off with and we're, we're always talking to, to People or companies with that potential, but you know the kind of culture of beaver nation is we're all in this together And so the the, the 38 34 after the rivalry game was great we we are looking to do more things like that um, we're looking into things like uh, subscriptions or memberships where you can consistently give whether it's monthly or quarterly and there's some benefits uh, that you get back to that in addition to just helping these student-athletes so um, I you know we we, we think it's a smaller fan base uh maybe and it it probably is compared to some really large schools but there's a lot more people out there i think than we know and so getting getting the word out there uh getting our name out there and then and then painting a face on damnation and oregon state student athletes meaning you know let's not think about some of the ugly stories that people read online that are either true or not true but let's put a face on some of these athletes and the stories and the journeys that they've gone through, uh, through these years. And I think that helps just that alone helps give a reason to help these student
2: athletes in the long run.
0: Dick Oldfield is with us. Um, the response from your collective, um, when it comes to, you know, the news of the day, what kind of activity have you seen in the last 24 hours?
1: uh we've seen we've seen some good activity we've seen some return uh phone calls from a number of people that uh we were in the process of meeting with they were they were looking into helping us and we hadn't just arrived on the final you know final figure final offer and and uh immediately got some return phone calls late yesterday and this morning just saying okay uh I think I feel a sense of urgency now. Let's, let's get on it. Let's, let's talk to you about what we can actually do. So that's, that's been a, a real positive coming out of uh, the, the news yesterday.
0: Basketball program, three and 28, 11 and 21, you know, incoming transfers uh, are going to say, Hey, from an NIL perspective, what can you do for me? They're also going to look at those numbers and lack of, you know, continuity and culture in the program. And, I have to think that puts an incredible amount of pressure on the nil collective. Where do you stand on money for incoming transfers versus money to retain current athletes?
1: Well, it's one pool you know we don't we don't talk to any potential transfers, but because we're we're up and going, you know, and we have our website like like you shared with everybody, people can. When an athlete is thinking about coming to Oregon State, they can now go on to our website. They can see some of the things that we've done with current student-athletes. They can reach out to us and call Kyle and, and uh, or I any time they want to and just inquire about what we've been doing with other Oregon State athletes so far so they can have a good indication of, okay, if I do come to Oregon State, these are the types of things that I can do. So uh, I, I think now that we're building a little history, albeit eight months, but yeah. – whole nil world is not very old right now either so i I think you can get a good feeling for um that there are opportunities and and you know you're coming hopefully for the education the culture in the locker room your teammates and the coaching but uh nil is is a part of it now too and so um we're there to talk to to people as they um think about coming to oregon state
0: Dick Oldfield, I appreciate your time. DamnNationCollective.com if you want more information. Dick, thank you.
1: Thank you, John.
0: There he is, Damn Nation Collective. They have to play a game. You can hear it. They have to walk that line of not being in contact with prospective athletes as an inducement, but uh, also prospective athletes are going to say, hey, what can your collective do for me? I mean, we've talked to a number of Pac-12 coaches who say, hey, it's not the first thing that recruits are asking but it's like the third thing that they ask after they talk about playing time, facilities, coaching staff, and they go, okay, what about the collective? It comes up early in all those conversations. Um, so, you know, I, I do think we've seen something in college athletics that, you, you know, obviously is groundbreaking. A, we're watching the Big Ten Conference and the SEC separate. They're separating from the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC, at least as a conference, okay? Okay. I'm not saying that Northwestern is better than Oregon or Washington or Utah or, you know, you're not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying those conferences are getting more money from a media TV dollar standpoint. Then within the individual conferences, you're also seeing a separation of the haves and the have nots when it as it pertains to not just facilities or not just donor involvement, but the NIL collectives buying power. So you have more buying power at Washington and Oregon and Utah and maybe Colorado right now, and Arizona when it comes to basketball, then maybe some other schools. And so it really does put pressure on the Cougar Collective at Washington State, the Damnation Collective at Oregon State, the, the Sun Angel Collective at Arizona State. They're in that too because everybody's going, okay, we need every dollar we can possibly get to help retain, first of all, and then attract new talent because you know money talks in in today's world. I want your reaction to what you just heard. And if you have given to a collective, I want to hear from you. Why what motivated you to give? Well, you know, and what was the experience like for you? 503-417-7575. Have you ever given money to a collective? Oregon or Oregon State? Five zero three four one seven seventy five seventy five. You're streaming outside the footprint. Have you ever given money to a collective anywhere? Uh, have you supported an athlete through a collective? I want to hear from you. I want to know what that's like. Not just from the collectives. I want to hear from regular folks who write checks and go. You know, I don't know what you go. Do you go? I want this to. I want this uh, to support football, basketball. Five zero three four one seven seventy five seventy five. Tim Shelton caused a stir by saying as he was going out the door at Oregon State, headed to Colorado State, literally running for the hills, basically said, hey, the war chest here is not uh, not uh, competitive. And he may be right. And people are questioning why he would go to Colorado State, and they're making an apples-to-apples comparison with Oregon State. Don't do that. Stop doing that. That's not what it's about. What he may be doing couple things. Number one, he's the number three assistant, or was the number three assistant at Oregon State. He was making $205,000 a year in base salary. He may see the runway for Wayne Tinkle, and he may go, hey, there's uh, there's a ceiling here. I don't think, given the roster we have, that next season's going to be that great. Uh, there may not be much more here for me to do. He might have simply been doing that on his way out the door, and he may have been trying to help Wayne Tinkle by pointing out that hey, it's not all coaching. That collective not really giving Oregon State a boost uh in, in a basketball sense. He may have been doing that. Now, secondarily, the the ability to go to Colorado State where you're recruiting against Mountain West conference programs that you know, when you uh when you uh, you know look at their NIL war chess are in relative proximity of each other, may have been more attractive for a guy known as a recruiter in the basketball space than staying at Oregon State and having to compete against Washington and Oregon. So it's not an apples-to-apples comparison where you can go, oh my gosh, Colorado State, they're not going to have very much more money than Oregon State. That's not the comparison you need to make. The comparison is, what is it like to try to recruit at Colorado State when you're recruiting against San Diego State, UNLV, San Jose State versus being at Oregon State trying to recruit against Washington, Oregon, and Utah, okay, in Arizona. That's the comparison. Shelton may have just not been up to the job. I don't know him. Never interviewed him. Know who he is. Know his father, obviously, Lonnie. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't up for the job. Maybe he's just weary into that, I'd be like, suck it up. You were getting paid $205,000. You weren't holding a jackhammer. You know, maybe you didn't do a good job either. Uh, but here we go. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, you tell me, have you given NIL money or have you considered it? 503-417-7575. Dave is in Salem, Oregon, state's capital. Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well. Paint the picture good. for us. Help us out. You've given to an NIL. I did. I gave
2: to a couple players for over 10 years. We've been women's basketball season ticket holders when Katie McWilliams uh, started going there because I worked at South Salem High School and so we wanted to follow her and then we just kept buying tickets each year and so this year uh, we became friends, well actually the last four years with Noel Manning and and we bought a t-shirt from the Benchwarmers restaurant in Corvallis and had her name and number on the back so we just wanted to support her and then I Her roommate, A.J. Murat, um, number 11 on the team, had a cap from the NIL. So I bought cap with her uh, name and stuff on it just because we wanted to support the team.
0: Yeah. So how did that feel to you when you give? Do you have expectations? Do you expect to see your players play? Or do you just sort of view it as kind of a charitable contribution and, you know, uh, let's hope for the best?
2: I would think it was just more like a contribution and support the women's team. Uh, we didn't expect uh, our purchases for a cap and a T-shirt to go very far, but we wanted to support the team.
0: Yeah. Would you would you continue to give? Like, you know, if Oregon State said, hey, we want to pool the money, we want it to go other places, or Oregon said that, would you continue to give, or uh, how do you view that?
2: I think we would just uh, give towards a player if they had some kind of an NIL um, mm-hmm. project or event or something like that. Um, I wouldn't do it just because someone said something, but I just more than just support the team.
0: I appreciate you, Dave, in West Salem. I don't think we're going to have the same conversation in Tuscaloosa, you know, or Starkville, or Baton Rouge, or Columbus, Ohio. I think it's a different animal.
1: Did did you get the sense that this is what I heard out of
2: it? Talking about the difference between basketball and football Mm -hmm. is the timing the timing of it is that the football team is good now. And so there people are more donating to the football team than the
1: basketball team, where if they made the, or if they made the elite eight last season and Oregon state football won five games, more people are investing in basketball rather than football.
0: Yeah. And I, I think you're, you're hitting on it because what I was just about to get into is like, you know, the sec fan and you know, the Michigan and Ohio state fan are different than your typical PAC 12 fan. And that enthusiasm that is born from success at Ohio State and Michigan and you know, LSU and uh, Alabama and Georgia and wherever in the SEC that is winning this year is uh, powerful. And you're right on the timing. Like People are drawn to winners, and they're drawn to what Jonathan Smith is doing. And so I think it would make sense. And that's why I put some of this on Wayne Tinkle, because you come out of the Elite Eight, Stephen – and then you go three and twenty-eight the next year. You can't do that. that that's you know? brutal.
1: Like that is, uh, you have all the momentum in the world, and you come out and you go three and twenty-eight. Like you cannot do that. That that's
2: just that's tough, man.
0: And I like Wayne Tinkle. I like Eric Revenue, his assistant coach. I like Jordan Poole, who's on that team. I'm glad that he's sticking it out. But you've got to also help your NIL collective by being competitive. You know, it's chicken and egg what came first did your NIO collective get a bunch of donations or did you win games and in jonathan smith's case he has built that program and built some culture and people want to be a part of it and I, and i just i think that we good. interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the bald face hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast but if you want to listen to more of the bald face truth radio show including more of this segment that you're listening to make sure you subscribe on soundcloud and itunes to the bald face truth radio show thanks for listening